0: Now that we've had the really good discussion, let's do the podcast. Yeah, that discussion
1: will be available for our Patreons.
0: (laughs) Please, We're not actually allowing anyone to do that so that we can't be controlled by our Patreons.
1: And today's sponsor is... Pfizer. You you know, I wish we had some of that Pfizer money. Because they throw their money behind everything. Uh, especially the corporate news. Brought to you by Pfizer. I will ask this of our listeners: um, leave a review on your favorite podcast. If you're listening to us at Apple or Spotify, leave a, a full star, five star
0: review for us. But if it's less than five stars, don't leave it.
1: Yeah, just leave the. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't honestly
0: do le- all five stars. We need to. We man- don't want that feedback. We need
1: to manipulate the algorithm. We only
0: want feedback that, that makes us feel <gasps> good.
1: Yeah, like when Dr. Angela Dunn asked for feedback on Twitter and ended up blocking me. <laughs> I was uh, thinking that that, that was those a while were the ago. Days. Should public should public officials
0: be able to block
1: be able to block people on their social media? Like
0: now, what was there? Was their account a public? account official account or was it her personal account
1: it was both i mean she she was posting under the you know under the the capacity of the at the time this utah state ep- epidemiologist that's what she claimed to be and was at that time so and she was posting you know official things and i just think i like i don't know that like I didn't harass her. I didn't, I didn't personally attack her or threaten her or anything like that.
0: Were you trying to speak the truth? Yeah. I'm sure she took that as harassment. Oh, but she probably did. It wasn't the official truth. No, no, it wasn't the... It wasn't her truth. It wasn't the party truth. But It was, I, but, it was a ten attempt to be objective, though, I'm assuming.
1: But it got me thinking about, like, can, should public officials, government-funded officials, even be allowed? And, and I don't want to... Get into necessarily the enforcement of that, but I don't think it's ethical for them to block people. I think that being a public servant—and I'm quoting air quotes—servant, I think that citizens are are should be entitled to see what these people say in any of these platforms and not be able to be blocked.
0: Yeah, then you get this problem where somebody will spam. Well, you can spam you.
1: You can you can. So whoever's
0: shouting, whoever's shouting the loudest, an won't ex- let you get a word in Edgewise. Well, won't let you start it's if you t- ever start talking. They talk over you. It's, did you see what I just did
1: <laughs> on Twitter? Like you're not getting in Edgewise words in Edgewise anyway. But on Twitter, what she could do is just limit responses.
0: What does that mean on I mean, Twitter? You can actually say you can only respond like five times or no. One time? You
1: can just lo- lock your post where nobody can can respond a lot of people do this once they start to get ratioed i mean but and remind the listeners what ratioed means it means a lot of people think what you wrote is stupid and so they they voice their concern what it means i believe
0: is that the ratio of negative comments to s- to favor- likes favorable or positive, supportive right. comments is is very it's out of high way. so high number of pushback
1: yeah and, and, and so a lot of times people will you know bill gates does that when he posts one of his weird things he'll limit the responses to either those mentioned in the tweet or people who he follows and so that's nobody and but if that's a big concern i mean and maybe there's a time where you do as a public official you do block somebody who is just spamming it or who's maybe a bot or just re, you know posting over and over and over or if they start to harass or threaten but having a discourse is, is poor of a, a platform for discourse and conversation as Twitter and other social media sites are. It's still a place where those things should take place. Conversations, especially with public officials who at the time, like Angela Dunn at the time, had a huge influence over whether or not our kids were allowed to go to school or you know whether or not Businesses were trying to force masks on you, and they're really affecting people's lives. She she had a great impact on that as as we've you know talked to, uh, about ad nauseum on this podcast. You know Herbert Cox Dunn. That's kind of the Utah trifecta of destruction: <laughs> the COVID, COVID mania, COVID hysteria. Anyway, today uh, is uh, Monday, July eighteenth. Good morning,
0: Jordan Bruno. Morning, Bobby Flood. Weird. July 18th, it's kind of that time in Utah where you're in between July 4th and July 24th and you're not sure what to do with yourself because it's all kinds of campouts, family reunions, uh, yeah. heat. I was
1: like, Utah's probably the only one of the only states in the country that uh, the firework tents all show up you know, in late June and people buy fireworks. I think you can only buy them um, three days before July
0: 4th? You can only shoot them off three days before, but you can buy them whenever they're open. There's like a, a longer period of time where they're open.
1: And then July 4th comes and goes, and, and across the country, the firework business is gone, dies down. But yeah. here in Utah, the, the tents all sit dormant and closed, but they're still there. Right,
0: until that six-day window surrounding the... the well, well the, it's not just the six-day window. It's, again... They ramp up the sales, but you're only supposed to fire them off three days before or three days after, right?
1: There is a window on the sale. I don't know what it is because right now I think most of them are closed. but Maybe they're going to be opening soon. But anyway, they, they, they hang around and then they reopen for Pioneer Day and people buy fireworks for Pioneer Day. And then they go away after that.
0: Oh, we can do them January 31st through the, or sorry, December 31st through January 1st also.
1: Yeah, New Year's which is a much probably a much safer time to do them cuz you're not going to cause a forest fire in in the winter probably.
0: June 24th is when they go on sale in Utah, but you can't light them until the 2nd.
1: Yeah. Those and things they are can be,
0: they can be sold okay, so they can be sold June 24th to July 25th and December 29th and 31st. And those are expensive.
1: To, those like aerials
0: Oh, and two days before and on Chinese New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really bought the aerials.
1: It's like the same thing as taking a hundred dollar bill and a cigarette lighter and just lighting the Maybe money. Maybe you should on do fire. that
0: for your family and see what happens. Like, <laughs> hey guys, i i didn't I didn't have time to get to the fireworks store, but here we're going to light this hundred dollar bill and see what happens. Yeah, I've heard stories of people spending.
1: Five ten thousand dollars on fireworks
0: wow well anyway, here we are july eighteenth twenty twenty two What's on your mind we're not by the way listeners we're we're foregoing a lengthy discussion on stranger things this week. There will be no spoilers. those of you that patiently waited last week and skipped and want to hear more of Bobby Flood's aimless ramblings. Um, you can tune in today safely. You can come back to the podcast and listen in. It looks like, based on my statistical analysis, it looks like maybe about half of our listeners were able to tune in. The other half are feverishly watching as many episodes of Stranger Things as they possibly can, as fast as they can, in or, order to get caught up to listen they to episode 83.
1: Don't watch Stranger Things and so didn't care to. Listen to Didn't the care episode. to listen last week. <laughs> but, I hope uh, I hope you
0: enjoyed it. Those of you that uh, did watch Stranger Things, I hope you enjoyed the discussion.
2: But we will we, we'll do it again.
1: We are yeah, we are reserving the right to talk more about Stranger Things in the future. Um, I, I I don't know. This is the time of year, especially like I like to stay away from from news and current events and all that garbage. Just because there's lots of fun stuff to do. And summertime, summertime, we're in that time frame in Utah, right? July and August that are the hottest months of the year. And everyone's complaining about the heat. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's super hot. But we spend most of the year complaining about how crappy the weather is here in the great state of Utah. right? So let's enjoy these long summer days while they're here. Because they're going to be gone soon. And we're all going to be happy about you know when it cools down in the fall. And no, September and Oc- again in the winter. September and October are an incredible are incredible here. You know, you get the leaves changing and things. but soon enough it'll be November December and January, and we'll be wishing it was July again. so it's July now. Let's enjoy it. and uh, try not to, to let the 100 degree heat get to you. And we all know the 100 degrees is caused by Evil, selfish people who water their lawns. I thought it was people who drove SUVs. That too, but they're the same people. When
0: when I was a kid, and um, we only had a station wagon, we didn't have hundred degree days in Utah ever. No, not in the eighties, not in the nineties. There, there, there were never one hundred degree days in Utah uh, before uh, the invention of the SUV.
1: And it rained. It rained in Utah more than it does in Oregon before
0: the SUV. I think it was the invention of the Chrysler minivan that caused yeah. global temperatures to rise, possibly.
1: We've never had a drought in Utah until then.
0: Until the SUV? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Y- you know what? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to talk about droughts today, but... It rained we, really good yesterday, by we, the way. We, yeah, it did. It's been raining quite a bit It's because
0: people stopped driving SUVs.
1: We, Jordan and myself, I'm Bobby Flood, we both grew up in the great state of Utah, and we've been told our entire lives that we're in a drought, and it finally dawned on me a few years ago. I thought, you know what? We're not in a drought. We live in an arid climate. We, I think
0: we call that a desert. We live on the edge of a desert. We no, I think it's the, the desert. Well, we
1: have got the mountain. We've got the mountains to Unless the east. Unless you live of like the on front. the bench.
0: Yeah. If you like all you got to do is drive over to Tooele to see what the Salt Lake Valley used to look like. <laughs> right. Okay. So if you live on the bench, you are closer to those trees and the rainfall, but if you live out in the middle, it used to be sagebrush.
1: Well, and even the mountains—you know, mountains don't necessarily mean water and 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 everything like that. We get some good snow here in the winter time, but it is an arid climate.
0: Well, see what happens is that the if you have mountains around, generally the the atmosphere kind of moves. There's this thing called wind, and it, and it blows the clouds back and forth. And when you get to elevation changes, that'll push. Uh, cold air into warm air, which creates precipitation. So that's just technically how it works. So that's why in the mountains you'll generally get some trees, you'll get more vegetation as, as the elevation changes. This is, right. it's, this is one of those science things. Back before they changed science, <clears throat> Uh, Do you follow the science? Well, this science... I follow the the science. The reason I know that is because when you drive up into the mountains, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) And you'll get more (laughs) rain when you're camping in the UN than you will out in the the middle. But we, we have been getting some pretty good drought rain. Drought or rain. I don't know what you want to call it. This year is a drought, well, but there's been a to, lot of rain. So to, that means it's drought rain.
1: We need to thank, thank the people that make
0: it rain. Let's thank the people that make it rain. <laughs> what episode was that where we were talking about that? Uh, it if see, you're late it to the party, like it was
1: last fall.
0: If you're late to the party, oh, you got to watch the video of uh, the premier of Manitoba thanking the people for making it rain. Now, that's like the governor of a state in the union. Right. Who went off script during a coronavirus. He was briefing. asked
1: about ivermectin or something, and he was like, I just want to thank the people who make it rain. It's
0: episode 43 The People Who Make It Rain. We did a whole episode yeah. titled The People Who Make It Rain. And here you've got Truman standing under the. Our, our headline graphic is Truman from The Truman Show, Jim Carrey, standing under part of the downpour, the fake downpour. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and check that out. Anyway, we've been having some drought rain. Sorry. Back to your comments. Regularly scheduled comments. I don't even remember what I was
1: scheduled. But what what are we going to talk about today? It's, it's, I, was, I was mentioning I don't like to get heavily into like the news and all that crap during the summertime especially. But,
0: but we know that's what you're craving. So that's what we're going to do
1: today. <clears throat> There's been some some bizarre things recently, right? Like like Deborah Burks, Remember her? Scarf lady. She wrote a book. And I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it, but I've read some accounts of people who took the, the bullet for us and did read it. And that's metaphorical
0: for all <laughs> of you weirdos. Well, there was uh, Michael Sanger, right? Is that his name?
1: Michael Sanger and also Jeffrey Tucker from Brownstone, who's been a COVID hero, COVID, COVID era hero. He's... Written about it, but the the excerpts and some of the quotes from Burke's book, like she's just admitting to criminal behavior, to deception, to lying, to to cheating the data, to doing all these things. She's doing in this tone of of like being a hero, and it's written like at a third grade level, like the language is it's really poorly written. And I think it was was it Michael Singer and his analysis where he speculated like is she a ccp
0: agent well he says this is the title of his article deborah burks's quote silent invasion because that's the name of her book silent invasion deborah burks's quote silent invasion colon A guide to destroying America from within, and then the subtext is: if she did do it, this is how it would have happened. Yeah, which is a tat tip
1: to the OJ book, right? Didn't OJ write a book like, if I did do it, this is how I would do it? Really? I I can't remember that. But I think Silent Invasion isn't the virus. I think it's the it's uh, Chinese communism is the invader that has destroyed the United States, and she's sort of. Inadvertently, or maybe it's a cry for help, a coded cry for help, an admission.
0: Yeah, Tucker's article is entitled Um Dr. Burks Praises Herself while revealing ignorance, comma, treachery, comma, and deceit. We'll post links to both of those. (laughs) Right.
1: And 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 if you don't remember her, you know, you know what's interesting? You go back to the beginning, right? The the March 2020, and Trump brings out Fauci and Burks. And I think that that no one's quite sure. It's kind of revealed, like no one's quite sure where Burks came from, how she kind of got that position. She just sort of was there. But Fauci and Burks have a history. You know, they had had, uh, uh, something to do. They were involved with the AIDS response. And I remember uh, Burks came to Utah in the fall of 2020 which coincidentally, afterward, the rhetoric and the restrictions really ramped up in Utah. And I'm sure she had something to do with that. But um, Fauci and Burks were sort of presented to the world as, you know, America's caring grandparents. We're going to take care of you when you're sick. And it turned out that they were just deceitful, lying jackals. And, 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 Fauci kind of took the front and center in the media role and did all the media tours. Burks, apparently, according to the book, Burks had more more uh, influence and weight behind the scenes and was quite uh, quite the conniving, lying, thieving. She wanted zero social interaction. She said that in the book. That was her goal. When it came to like gatherings and meetings and- You, you
0: know, just read the quotes from the Michael Sanger article. It's, but in, it's, it's insanity. Bobby forwarded that to me. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like uh, I'm ha- having a relapse of the trauma. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm acting like one of those, anyway. Um, not one of those people, but it is. it is like, oh my gosh, man, we're- yeah, that 14 days to slow the spread and then she admits that her it was never the, the her goal was always to have an indefinite lockdown and and right. that she just needed to start with something palatable. So it's like if I had done it this is how I would have done it, you know. Well, think about It's so appropriate. Zoom out a little bit wider.
1: If you were and we I think we've talked about this but if you were trying to destroy a country from within, You would do everything that's being done right now. Not just the COVID stuff, but economics and socially and academically and I think we're living through I think we're living through the overthrow of the American Empire. Agreed. The question is who's overthrowing it? Who is the silent invader? Rum pum pum.
0: Right. Right. No I, no, I think you're right. I think we've talked a lot about that on the podca- on this podcast, have we not? We've we've speculated, <clears throat> postulated, informed, infotained. Yeah. As uh, some of the radio right. hosts used to like to say who was that? Was that Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or somebody who called it infotainment?
1: Infotainment. Well, that was one of the things that caught my eye was Burke's book.
0: Um Another was some... I wonder, so the question is, and and post again, comments on the website are always helpful. We'd love to have you chime in and tell us if you're thinking what we're thinking or if if you think we're off base. But aren't we to the point now where Americans are past this? It's like, hey, look, COVID, you've cried wolf for two years and we're we're done. We're
1: going to find out because... Uh, certain regions, certain governments in in the country are starting to or trying to re-implement mask mandates. I think LA County was talking about another mandatory indoor mask mandate. Um, And I think they're getting a lot of pushback on that stuff. You you even had an LA, some people at an LA hospital were like, no, no, we're not doing this again. And I I think people got to be past it, but but people are also broken. So I, I don't well, know. Well, some people
0: are broken, but look, we're going to link to a Zero Hedge article where it's titled, Watch as the mask mandate looms, LA hospital officials mock the COVID media hype. Right. So like literally you have people... But um, those
1: same officials probably enforced it a year ago, right? Like I... You know, wh- where was the mockery in 2020 when we needed it most?
0: Well, here, here's one of the quotes It's just not the same pandemic that it was, despite all the media hype to the contrary. I mean, a lot of people have bad colds, which is what we're seeing.
1: It, w- it is the same pandemic, though. It's always been a pandemic of a, of a mild or severe cold. It's always been that. And we've known that since three weeks into, into it. We knew the demographics. remember the diamond princess cruise ship we learned everything we needed to know from that remember the bakersfield doctors they were right
0: well yeah but people had to be put on remdesivir their kidneys destroyed then put on uh ventilators yeah yeah it took two years to get a million deaths
1: the medical pharmacy cartels needed to not only make their billions, but establish themselves right. as part of the authoritarian cabal, it, it took, overthrowing the American Empire. It
0: took two years to get a million deaths that could be classified as with co- yeah. with COVID. Yeah. With COVID, remember generous, these are motors, motorcycle deaths. Attempting. Yeah, motorcycle accidents, car accidents, um, hunting accidents, and uh, like. People dying of old age, people dying with strokes, cardiac problems, uh, pulmonary uh, disorder, lung disease, you know, whatever, all of it. As long as they had a positive COVID test, we were able to call that within a 90 COVID, days a COVID death.
1: Yeah. I, and I think because I think you're right, though. I think most people are over it, which is probably why we shouldn't spend two hours talking about it today. But I do want to say be aware because it, they are going to try to. Force you to mask up and social distance again. I think
0: in certain parts of the country, they're going to do it. So just be aware and, and just don't comply. Well, I, you know, we could call this episode the Eye of the Storm or something like that. It feels like we're sort of in a, in a, yeah, we've, Eye of the Storm. We've talked about we've that. We've talked before. about
1: that. And I think, I think unless, we, we speculate about a, a like a, right. a regular summer. Before. Unless
0: you live in Ukraine, unless you live in uh, like eastern Ukraine or actually on the border of eastern and western Ukraine, somewhere in the middle there where they're fighting, because the eastern Ukrainians, I'm, I'm guessing from certain accounts, are somewhat happy to be liberated by Russia. They're, these are the ethnic Russian areas. Yeah, the they, they, Donetsk. Right. Uh, I, am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, right
1: and then Crimea is the, on the, the other side Bath right
0: area Crimea is on the eastern side right and that's been uh under russian control for a long time but yeah unless you're living right there or in africa and the middle east which is always on fire those place, not all of africa but a lot of it you know it seems like it's been the eye of the storm so far this summer and we we did talk about that in the spring like hey maybe this is a good time to uh play the grasshopper. Have some right. fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is uh it is I mean gas prices are still astronomical. Oh yeah, that was the high. big damper. It's it costs I I've never paid more for gas in my entire life. Ever.
0: And that may be that may be a, a data point we re, we really ought to look at more because is it is it possible that you have the oil companies playing uh, Brer Rabbit? Don't throw me in the briar patch. Oh no! Don't shut down Russian gas. And it, sure. you know the po- politicians are just acting like they're evil. Meanwhile, their their uh, friends and and um, crony capitalist buddies are all just making bank because they own the oil companies. And they're you know remember after Hurricane Katrina and Rita, you know prices go way up. Oh woe is me. We can't. We've got it we've got to charge you more for gasoline yeah, probably, but at the same
1: time, like uh, American domestic production is being just completely shut down.
0: Well, oh, and, and they're and shipping all of our petroleum reserves all over the world it, it, Well, yeah some to China
1: some to China where to a company that Hunter Biden has financial ties to, and there's totally not a conflict of interest there at all, okay, totally on the up and up. But the the price of gas has affected some of my uh, decisions like, oh, I'd like to go over there and go camping or I'd like to go up there and do this and that. I'm like, uh, it's going to cost me twice as much, (laughs) three times as much than normally. And I don't drive, I don't drive a a very fuel efficient vehicle, but you do not. But it's a vehicle that is very six uh, wheels (laughs) and (laughs) tracks. No, not six wheels. There's just four, but they're big. (laughs) But it's a vehicle that gets me into the mountains and and I can haul stuff. It's called a pickup truck because you pick up stuff and you put it in the back of it. Sometimes people, sometimes equipment, sometimes camping gear, sometimes sports gear, sometimes mountain bikes. Sometimes.
0: And he looks good while he's doing it, too.
1: (laughs) I am a Ford commercial. I'm I'm (laughs) built Ford tough. Anyway, yeah. So maybe, maybe it is though. But maybe it is a summer of you know, sort of a, a deep
0: breath. But well, I guess I'm saying maybe the oil companies and everybody realized that was going to be the case, so they decided, hey, let's take our our toll, our tax on this summer of fun, and we'll just uh, sanction Russia so that we can raise the gas prices. Right. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: Well, yeah.
0: But that's the big, okay, so that's the big uh, story. Um, And I think it's good to sit down and take stock of what's going on. But the big story today is that Russia has decided not to turn the gas back on to Eastern Europe, meaning the natural gas. Germany. Yeah. when When the war, when the Ukraine war started earlier this year, the NATO countries in lockstep attempted to put a Russian oil embargo on everybody, but they all are secretly buying Russian gas through, yeah, through intermediaries. Yeah, it's all just a game, guys. It's,
1: it's, it's all just for show, to but make they, you hang up your flag and think that right. you're doing something noble.
0: Right, but the, but the real pain is going to happen now that Russia has shut down. Is it the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline? I think so. Where it's, it's, this is the natural gas. This is the stuff that is used in um, power plants. It's used to heat people's homes. And they're, they were scheduled to shut down here in the middle of July for routine maintenance, but they've they've tit for tat. They've declared a force majeure, which means that they they are saying, "Hey, we're we're legally not at fault here because we we can't turn the gas back on. There are factors outside of our control and contractually." Because part of any war requires you to take the high road. You, you, both sides have to take the high road in the narrative. You never you never get Attila the Hun saying, Oh, you know what, we're just gonna kill a bunch of people and conquer Asia because I'm a megalomaniac. That's not the way it works. It's it's right. like, hey, we're gonna liberate all these people and bring them into our our Pax Pax uh, Eurasia, whatever we want to call that. You know? And that's
1: like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like a good villain is somebody that you relate to and understand and, and kind of even agree with. Right.
0: That H- Hitler's Third Reich right now is sort of a dirty word. Sort of, well, yeah, people right. recoil and run away in fear. But if you were German and lived in Germany in 1941, you thought the Third Reich was a great idea. Right. We're going to have a thousand years of peace. Weird. Yeah. A thousand years. Where does that come from? So it turns out that the the Germans at the time of uh Adolf Hitler were essentially millenarian, millenarian Christians, which by the way, most So are you most Christians living in <laughs> New England at the time of Joseph Smith were millenarian Christians and so are most Mormons. Well, a
1: couple other yeah, there's definitely some bigger kind of geopolitical chess pieces being moved around, more locally yeah, some video came out from Uvalde, from the school uh, where that shooting took place, of the cops in the school doing nothing while this shooter was shooting. And there's one really damning clip of a police officer wearing body armor and everything, a SWAT type. And he's he walks over and he squirts hand sanitizer onto him from a wall-mounted
0: can He washes his hands as if he's about to enter a a meeting or go in and have lunch sit down for lunch
1: yeah and i i wrote on twitter in response to it. i said all the hand sanitizer in the world's not going to wash the blood from his hands (laughs) and it's dark but it's like four people heard that and yeah i don't think anybody did but there's and, and there's a group of these guys standing around doing nothing they're doing nothing and to me, like in my conspiratorial kind of mindset, I think, and I don't know why, but I think that the Uvalde shooting was allowed to happen because too, too many, there's just too many things like this with the sheriff's department or police department. It's, you know, we have stories of guys who tried to stop it being forcefully restrained. Police officers that tried to stop it, his their, you know, his colleagues. There was the one guy whose wife was a teacher at the school who ended up getting killed. Was restrained from going in there and helping. And it's just like what what, what happened there. It's way it, to me. It goes way beyond just police incompetence.
0: Well, this was the key that allowed them to pass the the uh, recent legislation, which we don't know yet what that Yeah, we don't know what what's a red flag law. We don't know what's going to happen out of that legislation. All we know is the government has set in motion the money and the legal framework to do some stuff. What's a red flag law? Tell give me an example of a
1: red flag law that's codified in the this legislation and this new law.
0: Well, the I think the point of the legislation was that they're going to give the states money to do a bunch of stuff. Right. So, And that's and it's open-ended is what I'm as saying. As we know from the coronavirus episode, the whole point is you've got to get the money out there, right? Like when was the CARES Act passed? When was the first congressional move? It was immediate. It, like, w- it, was, it was like was April Because the stock market crashed, and then within a month they had legislation giving all kinds of money out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the money that allowed the pain to be, prolonged for two to, to the point where they're literally trying to resurrect this cuz they were getting so much money out of it.
1: Well, did you know that, well, Biden Biden extended the state of emergency, the COVID state of emergency, and I think that the great state of Utah is also
0: still under You keep saying the great state. When you say that you mean G R A T E, right? <laughs> great as in You know what? Cheese grater <clears throat> or Utah is a pretty great state. A metal covering that you put over something you don't want to get out of the Do you remember container? when that
1: was the slogan? Pretty great state. Yeah. With a comma. Pretty, comma, great.
0: Yeah, I remember that. People were making fun of us.
1: But U- Utah has been a, a, a good place to, to live and to raise a family. Now, I think Utah is being Past overrun. Tense. I think it's being overrun by morons and idiots. Statists. Statists, leftists, Marxists, guys who will do anything for federal money, right? People who call themselves Available Jones, people who never saw a state of emergency that they didn't want to declare.
0: Well, it's uh, becoming, and it's <clears> becoming more and more clear in recent elections, it's the... Uh... <laughs> The word is leaking out that um, we have had essentially the wolves in sheep's clothing Republicans here in Utah for a long time. Since since you can't get elected as a Democrat in Utah, people have been running as Republicans <clears throat> and and uh, infiltrators, essentially. Yeah, Not that the Republican we Party see is you. great, but if we would follow the platform. We see you, John you
1: Curtis. We see you. John Curtis, we see
0: you. Now, that was uh, Project Veritas caught one of his operatives on camera. Mm hmm claim claiming just that but this is becky edwards tries yeah same it was thing. becky edwards she's uh, she's formerly a democrat
1: evan McMullen is trying it he's trying it uh, he's running for mike lee's senate seat as an independent there's nothing independent about a guy who comes from who comes from uh wall street okay goldman sachs the cia and the united nations Okay, those are his background. That's his resume bullet points. There's nothing independent about a guy who comes from those organizations.
0: There's just, there's these weird.
1: Yeah, you're he's right. He's astroturf. Okay, but there he's a he's he's an he's astroturf.
0: But even among people that appear to be your rank and file regular Republicans, you get you start to see the pattern. Like we talked about recently on the show, I think it was episode. 81 or something like that? When was it that we were talking about uh, the ritual abuse first? Mm, Yeah, 80, 81. Let me see, I will tell you. It was episode 80, we called it Stranger Things, but because we had started out talking about ritual sexual abuse in Utah because the Utah County Sheriff's Office had opened up an investigation, and immediately the former- Hey, I'm not a cannibal. The county attorney, David Levitt who's not a cannibal. the brother of Mike Levitt within 24 hours has a p- press conference claiming that he's under investigation and that he's not a cannibal not so a he, cannibal. he inserted himself into this he outed himself it was it's really weird <laughs> it, was it was like bizarre. like a kid who can't get to the bathroom fast enough or something I was like what in the crap but uh Okay, so you got the you got the Levitts. So we kind of went through that history here, but Mike Levitt, his brother, was the governor of Utah for three terms. Almost served three full terms. That was unusual that you'd have a three-term governor in Utah. I think it was the second guy to have that happen. So that means he's pretty popular. He, you know, in Utah at the time, since the since the Reagan years, Utah has been overwhelmingly Republican. Prior to that, we were overwhelmingly Democrat, but. We've flipped into this uh, Utah is a Republican state thing and we're carrying that persona pretty well, I think, uh, as we tend to do in Utah, take statist themes to the extreme. We're doing so. And anyway, Mike Levitt, turns out, (laughs) I'm not not making an 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 accusation here, but he was um the secretary of health and human services in the bush administration and his focus was pandemic planning okay <clears throat> health and human services uh, there's a lot of things if 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 you look at the name of the organization health and human services could encompass a lot of things like you could you could do the things we used to do in the 80s like Jump rope for heart, or uh, walkathons, and yeah. get in shape. Presidential fitness. Presidential fitness. Yeah, eat eat right. The food pyramid. You know whether they got that right or wrong. Well you they could, got it really wrong. Okay, but <laughs> I know that's a pet peeve Backwards. Of they got it upside but you could, down. But you could say, hey, we figured it out. Here's the pet here's the pyramid, the food pyramid. But you you know what I'm saying is like health and human services could could be talking about a lot of things, but since the last 20 years, which is, you know, right around the time Mike Levitt ends up in there, their focus is pandemic planning. Oh, we're going to have a pandemic. We're going to have a pandemic, 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 pandemic. And remember, we've talked about this about the same time in the the mid nineties, two thousands, there've been like 28, some 28 to 30 movies, something like that. It's just kind of funny that I would pull 28 out of my head uh, right out of the air. I'm not sure
1: there's been many when I, when I
0: did when I did a study on it I think I found 28 movies that were pandemic related movies mm-hmm. that had come out since the late 90s which is unusual considering that before that there were hardly any
1: yeah
0: well hardly any disease oriented movies so it's been put into our psyche that we're going they, to have they, yeah they do this these right? changes
1: they do this they they, they seed. Ideas into the American psyche. Just
0: like they seed the clouds, they're seeding your mind. Thank you, people
1: who make the rain.
0: Yeah. Billion dollar rain. <clears throat> go listen to episode four. Just go look at page, uh, the, the page for episode 43, and you can watch the video. It's very short.
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, like so y- Utah is a pretty great state, but it's changing. It's changing rapidly. And um, people, people who don't have traditional small C conservative, small government, liberty-minded values are taking over the state. And yeah, we're talking love, about wolves in sheep's clothing. They love, love, love them some pandemic crisis. I mean, look at the way they acted, okay? Look at the way they acted in in March 2020 and beyond. Right? Okay, but,
0: but here, Bobby, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, We're talking about wolves in sheep's clothing here. And the Levitt family appears to be neck deep in it because we have, first of all, Michael Levitt, and nobody wants to impugn his character. Nobody, I mean, people would be aghast that we're even bringing up this link here and I'm not making uh, any sort of a formal accusation except that Mike Levitt, you're a big government statist. We can see it, okay? And you've been involved in all the statist crap going on here in Utah. You know, the count my vote stuff, the uh, count my vote, if you're uninformed, was... Uh, it is essentially a mechanism to try to bypass the caucus system so that you can render the political party, the grassroots political party mechanism inept, and just use your big money to buy people's votes through the mass media, which we know works. We, they know that that works. It's easy to indoctrinate the masses. And if you can get them to come out and vote for whatever postcard you sent them in the mail repeatedly.
1: You're going to see here in Utah, uh, ramping up probably maybe in, a, in September, you're going to see a huge media uh campaign in favor of evan McMullen. you're going to see all of the papers and everybody's going to push hard for him
0: they're going to yeah there's going to be a lot of hating on mike lee
1: by the way mike levitt and david levitt's father is an influential utah politician and his name is dixie levitt and he, i wonder if spencer cox is going to cancel him and make him change his name is he you, still alive? I I don't know, but we could do it posthumously. We need to rename him to Utah Technical Levitt, because
0: obviously he was probably a slave owner if his name was Dixie. You're making a reference to how they had to change Dixie State, uh,
1: yeah, Dixie College, Dixie
0: State University, which it, to to Utah Tech, Utah Technical. They wanted to call it Utah Polytechnic, but the, there was too much. Outcry over that, which which could have been the whole totalitarian two-step thing, where they where they throw out something super outlandish, like we don't want a poly quote, polytechnic college yeah. here in Utah, yeah. so well, let's just call it Utah Tech. Yeah, oh, okay, so much better. Well, if you called it Utah
1: polytechnic, the Polynesians would be offended. Maybe
0: <laughs> Dixie Levitt is still alive, by the way. Born nineteen twenty. Well, he needs to
1: change his name. He needs to become Utah Technical Levitt if he has any. If he has any. Any decency inside of him left.
0: How come it says here that his under children that his, uh, it's just listing David Levitt here on uh,
1: Wikipedia's Google said uh, Michael, you know, obviously he's father of Michael. Yeah, I think just like anywhere, right? Utah has its royalty, it has its families, its cabal families, right? It's organized crime families.
0: Okay, but look, what I'm getting at is Ukraine. Yeah. All right. We talked about this a little bit, but you got um sorry, I was am I interrupting you? I'm no. I'm, I'm feeling re- really disjointed right now. No, no, I, I'm just I'm, pointing I'm, out
1: that like like anywhere, we have our criminal enterprise
0: families as well. <laughs> well, uh like they say, crime that pays is crime that stays. I heard a little bit uh of Catherine Austin Fitz over the week. Uh she had some really interesting stuff to say I'll See if I can find that link and throw it in there. But uh, crime that pays is crime that stays. And so the criminal enterprises that run us are the most effective criminal enterprises in the history of the world because they are very, very well entrenched.
1: Well, most of them are entrenched right in front of your eyes, right? They're, they're, they have to do with government agencies and uh, sweetheart deals. Like, I don't know, being able to buy a human being with buffalo. Or the, at least the promise of Buffalo, or
0: to colla- potentially to collateralize human beings as collateral in a central bank digital currency scheme. Right. Okay. So this is where the Fitz s- stuff links in. But let's get back to the let's get back to the uh, Ukraine angle on the Levitts because this is uh, one of our friends, one of the friends of the podcast, brought up to me. And I don't know how deep this is, but it, this is this is amazing to me because there is a rep. Okay, well, let me let me back up. You got uh, David Levitt. You got Michael Levitt, who's the former governor. You got the Dixie Levitt Insurance Company, which is, the, the Levitt Insurance Group is huge. So these guys, these guys have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And so what do you do when you get money? You take over the government so you can keep other people from getting the money, okay? That's- Yeah, r- and big,
1: control it so you can continue to get more money. This is why we have
0: regulation in government is so that the big companies can stay- entrenched and become even bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. They got to put up barriers to entry for the little guys. So then they have to, oh, you, know, you have to think of the children because the, you know, these industries are killing children all the time and we need regulation to keep insurance companies from killing children. So therefore <laughs> only the Levitt group can be your, right. your non-children killing insurance company. <laughs> what about the hospitals that's that why, kill children? This why David Levitt would say he's not a cannibal, you see, because they're a non- Child killing insurance company.
1: Yeah, he's like, like
0: cannibal. So, so anyway, <laughs> Mike Levitt's in charge of the pandemic response, which, which there's. N- I, I want to be sarcastic here, but just there's so much money flowing through pandemic response. You have no idea; like, a, it well, would uh, boggle the mind how much money has uh, gone through the whole pandemic, pandemic. Well, just thing. The,
1: the the United States response to the coronavirus pandemic is more than $50,000 per household, which even adjusted for inflation, if the source that I read is correct, is more than our response per household to World War II, even adjusting for inflation.
0: Right, and we did not get anything... On the scale of World War II equipment, material, or whatever produced, no, we just no. sucked a bunch of money, gave Most it to marketing it. companies, gave it to yeah. gave it to cronies, people who are, a of,
1: and a lot of it went to states. I think th- there was an article of the KSL, the local communist rag, about how Utah
0: misspent like. Billions of dollars. Yeah, where's, of, where does the money go? It goes to the people like Angela Dunn and her friends. It enriches the apparatchik class, yeah, this, the managerial the, class that's controlling us. The, that's what's happened. Yeah, a lot of You're it entrenching was entrenching your slave masters. A lot of it this.
1: was washed through from federal government to state governments back into cor- corporations like Abbott. Okay. Who made those tests that... Is there a Costello corporation? There should be. (laughs) I wish. But Abbott Laboratories or Pfizer or Moderna or uh, your local hospital cartel, like, I don't know. Intermountain Healthcare. IHC or... uh,
0: Is that what that uh, stands for? Intermountain Hospital Cartel?
1: Yeah, it does actually. Okay. Or, uh, you know, all these claims, right? that, That... chiropractors and dentists and whoever were able to make on that money. There, there's a local dentist here that, that claimed that got $1.2 million which was like 10 times more than any other dentist in the state. And I'm going... He's scratching his head. Why? <laughs> so, yeah, th- there was just money literally raining from the sky. On Bil- certain people. Billion dollar rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only on certain people, right? Not on, not on the guy that had to close his card shop
0: or yeah, like book shop or whatever. He, he got was, a couple grand.
1: He was told to shut up, stay home, stay safe, otherwise he's going to overwhelm the hospital. Right. Here's
0: some money for food.
1: So instead we just overwhelm the hospitals with money. Right? <laughs> Paid for a lot of dancing nurse videos. Okay. Okay, so
0: so you get Levitt is clearly neck deep in this uh, as uh, director of health and human services and it was weird if you I don't know if you remember uh, did you? You were here in Utah at the time, wasn't it odd that the governor just quits and goes to become like the way the news had Mike Levitt, Mike yeah. Levitt framed in the early two thousands? It was like, hey, we love Mike Levitt. He's our, we elected him to be our governor, and that's what people did: is they voted and said, "We want you to be our governor." And he said, "Hey, thanks for your money and fame. I'm gonna go be." A yeah. cabinet secretary of a no... no, a no not no. We're not talking about secretary of defense or secretary of the treasury. We're talking about health and human services. This is like a no publicity... Right. No one cares. Nobody cares about this one, but I'm going to go be in charge of it.
1: Yeah. And I remember at the time, a lot of people kind of took it as a point of pride. Like, oh yeah, Utah's getting tapped by the big guys, right? They're... We're taking our best talent because Utah, we produce great talent. We're taking him, and we're putting talent. him in
0: the closet. We're putting him in the health and human services closet. Nobody's ever heard of this cabinet position or this department. And he left, yeah, he, he, he left
1: before his term was over. And then that was when Lieutenant Governor Oline Walker stepped in, right? Right. She was the governor for like a year and a half.
0: And then John Huntsman becomes governor.
1: And then John Huntsman becomes governor. And guess what? John Huntsman did.
0: The he, same thing. He bails out for China. Yeah. It's like, oh, mid-term, you know, I want to go be gov- I want to go be ambassador to China. And that gave way to Okay, gra- granted, that's like one of the most significant ambassadorships. Sure, but it was still midterm. But it's still just ambassador. It was also ambassador to China is not like being a governor of one of the states uh, of the most powerful empire in the history of the known history of the world. And it also was under
1: Obama, the Obama administration, which kind of rubbed people wrong.
0: Yeah. It's like, why are you helping that guy?
1: And now we know because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> he's just a giant status. And because, he weirdly yeah, came back and tried to be governor again. Right. But uh, anyway, weird, back to Weirdly
0: the, is the appropriate adjective there mm-hmm. or adverb. Weirdly. It's an adverb. Right. Because he did it in a weird manner. Right. Weird, the yeah. whole thing was weird and it was very active weird.
1: So Mike Levitt runs off to Washington to plan
0: pandemics. <laughs> to plan the demic. <laughs> okay. And then uh Governor Huntsman's off planning the social credit system in uh China. Meanwhile, somewhere along the line, Mike Levitt's brother I think I assume it's his little brother. Gets control of who, the, by the way, is not a cannibal. Okay. he gets control of the the uh, Justice Department of the U- county of Utah in Utah. This is great the great state, G R A T E, great state of Utah,
1: second most populated county in the state.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, behind Salt Lake County. Al- somewhere along the lines, maybe Davis County. We find out, and we put this all in the last in the last episode, episode eighty. We put this in there somewhere along the lines. It turns out these guys have ties to Ukraine. And we found out through... He has a
1: home in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, he's got a, an apartment in Ukraine, which I didn't know that why until did, listening why, to The Last American Vagabond, guys. Why do you need an apartment in Ukraine? Why? So he's got an apartment in Ukraine and uh, reportedly was in the news talking about how he had to go back to Ukraine to clear out some of his stuff. Would he leave some CDs over there? <laughs> Like I left I left my Sting CDs. I got to go back and get my collection of baseball cards from my apartment in Ukraine. WTF is going on here? That's a question. Cuz you can't say the whole thing here, but that's what I want to know is what is going on? What in the world is going on with these people? Because get this. Okay. I found out from one of our listeners that uh one of our Illustrious state representatives, a, a guy named Jordan Tusher, T E U S C H E R. You can look him up. I'm not going to link to him. Okay. Okay. While you're looking that up. No, I'm not going to link to him. Okay. Uh, because now we're getting into Utah politics too. You know, we don't want some algorithm finding our website and uh, saying, "Hey, the hey, this flood and, and Bruno guy are onto us." Okay.
1: Here's maybe maybe why he
0: has an apartment in Ukraine.
1: Okay, David Levitt. This is a Buffalo selling outfit. (laughs) David Levitt is married to Dr. Shalom, C H E L O M, Shalom Eastwood Levitt. She grew up in Yakima, Washington, which is not Ukraine. She went to BYU uh, and studied economics and then got a law degree from the J. Reuben Clark Law School at BYU. That's where they met. In 2010, Shalom was invited to be a Fulbright Fellow in Ukraine and teach in Shevchenko University in Kiev. She also ran a research study in Ukraine on how religious and secular traditions were associated with couple and parent-child relationship well-being. So she's one of these Fulbright Fellows, like, like uh, our disinformation overlord, Nina Yankovic.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's this... That's interesting. Okay, but that was 2010, right?
1: Yeah, but that's then. I'm so, just trying to connect some dots here. Why okay. do you have? But still, why do you have Here's an apartment the in Ukraine? Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know for a fact from um, friends of the podcast that Jordan Tusher, re- representative for South Jordan, uh, part of the South, the Daybreak area. So he's a state rep. As a kid, was involved in campaigning for Mike Levitt, none other than Mike mm-hmm. Levitt for governor. Like not just regular campaigning, like over the top. I want to be a politician type of campaigning. Okay, mm-hmm. and that his mother worked for these people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so he he really wants to be in politics and really wants to be in involved in the Levitt campaign because his mom's in that. So it looks like this is a one of those grooming. Situation where he's been groomed by the Levitts to be part of their mentor syndicate. Mentored. Am I using the wrong words? Mentor. <laughs> and they're,
1: they're definitely w- not cannibals. So, so he's
0: been mentored to be part of their organization rather than groomed to be part of their syndicate. <laughs> What's the difference here?
1: <laughs> One involves cannibalism. Okay. <laughs>
0: And buffaloes.
1: Okay, so he's current. He's a he's a current rep. I'm looking at
0: the guy. I'm worried. I don't want to even look too long. I'm going to get hypnotized here. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, we should email him this episode. No, let's not. I don't want to talk to anybody about this. I think it's
0: too late. I think it's. I think we need to batten down the hatches. Uh, Avoid all contact. Potential uh, potentially explosive contact. No, I don't know. But okay, he served a mission in Ukraine. So this was before Tusher. 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 Tush, yeah, Tusher. Okay. I think is how you say it. He served a a message in Ukraine. A mission. He served a mission in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Married a Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. And um, got neck deep in. I I think he, he graduated from the J. Reuben Clark School of Law. Mm-hmm. Where did we hear that before? Mm-hmm. Got neck deep in the Levitt, um, insurance group uh Organization. Okay. Somehow he's he's working for these guys. Um. Hmm. Let's see. Where where is his? uh Okay. Hold. On. Bear with me for a moment. Bear with me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> where?
1: Okay. Uh, now my computer wants me to to we, restart. While he's restarting his computer. The. the bear, no, I'm not going to do that. We talked earlier off the recording and uh, bear with me. I I bore that my, uh, one of my pet peeves is bear with me. When people stand up in a public speaking situation and say, bear with me, because what they're not saying is, bear with me, I didn't bother to prepare anything, so I'm going to waste the next 10 to 15 minutes of your life.
0: <laughs> okay. Jordan is the oldest of eight children. He met his wife, Aliona, while practicing law in Ukraine. <laughs> Uh, Alion had recently returned from a church mission in Russia and was about to leave to study at Brigham Young University after a short courtship they were married in 2009 and now the parents of three adorable children. Adorable? They're adorable. Is that fact? Okay, so (laughs) he graduated from Riverton High School, enrolled at BYU, graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Arts degree, majoring in political science, minoring in philosophy. At BYU he was president of the business fraternity Phi Beta Lambda. He was The Utah PBL public speaking champion and finished fourth in the nation in 2007. Later graduated from the J. Room Clark School of Law at BYU. While in school, he received the prestigious Department of Education Flass scholarship. Phi Beta
1: Lambda was the same strain of the coronavirus that I caught.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So these
1: guys are all in the same club. Okay. What's the timeline there? He's
0: probably younger than... The Levitt. He, he wife. received his flash scholarship at 2010, 11, and eleven okay. to twelve. And okay, at the same time period. So hold, hold on a second here. Okay, uh, okay, so let's get past the BYU stuff. Admitted to the Utah Bar, U.S. District Court, District Court of Utah, United States Supreme Court Bar. Beginning with a church mission in Kiev, Ukraine, he had gained extensive international experience in 2007. He co-organized the first jury trial competition in Ukraine. Like, Ukraine doesn't have stuff going on or something, so you need these Americans to come over and do it. Graduated from Penn State University Capitals of Europe program in Strasbourg, France, where he was taught by Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. He later went out to work for the Levitt Institute for International Development, So the Levitt people have an institute for international development. They're not just an insurance company. Directing international legal reform work in Ukraine, Moldova, and Rwanda. Currently, he serves as the executive director of the Levitt Institute for International Development. development, He's fluent in Ukraine and has taken classes in Russian, Romanian, and French. Okay, anyway. Oh yeah. Okay, so he continues to volunteer to help those in need. He takes several pro bono case, pro bono cases each year. He volunteers as a Ukrainian translator for families hosting and or planning to adopt Ukrainian orphans. Okay. okay. Lifelong Republican. <laughs> Anyway, you you can go read about the guy on his website, Jordan Tusher, jordanteusche dot com.
1: I wonder if he's the guy that KSL ran a story when the Ukraine stuff started to flare up about a U- prominent Utahan that went over there to do something.
0: I'm just okay. Look, this is probably not the only Ukrainian-oriented politician in Utah besides the Levitts there are right. probably if you're listening go find us the there are other people out there but why are they all linked to Ukraine like how did this guy end up on a mission in Ukraine is it po- cuz from this family friend or from sorry from this podcast friend who knows their family he was linked to the levitts before he ends up in Ukraine on a mission did he end up in Ukraine on a mission because the church got inspiration to send him there through the levit insurance group that right. was my question. Right. Because everything in his bio here revolves around his involvement in Ukraine. And he's been a highly, knowing these people, highly involved in politics from a very young age. Well, and let's... let's very young age. Let's remember
1: that you, you, the Ukrainian government, I want to stress government because there's good Ukrainian people, right? But the Ukrainian government is hardly even a government. It, it, it's a money laundering front. It's a it's a cartel that is facilitating all kinds of shenanigans, right? And the United States is heavily involved in that. We know this from just watching the news, but we know it from Ukraine on Fire that that the the piece by Oliver Stone. We know it
0: from uh Bur- Burisma from the Hunter Biden laptop. Right. Or were there any Ukrainian prostitutes on video there with Hunter? Only about fifty. Only (laughs) fifty. I don't know what their nationalities are, but
1: it's kind of an interesting thing. Like you would think, you would think that someone like Hunter
0: Biden would at least know better than to film all of his illegal activities. (laughs) Hunter Biden. Well, that's the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. Republicans look respectable here, right? (laughs) You're adopting children, helping people adopt children, and marrying Ukrainians, and. Teaching them how to run jury competitions. Hunter Biden's just having sex with Ukrainians and taking a lot <laughs> and of smoking money, smoking crack. But the Republicans are not taking any money out, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish that we had more resources here to do some proper investigative work,
0: but um, we we just like to speculate.
1: Well, we're connecting certain dots. I don't think it's total speculation because there are things that are odd, like. Going to an Indian tribe in Montana and saying, I can trade, if you give me a baby, I'll let you sell some buffalo to Ukraine, See where I have an apartment, but I am not a cannibal.
0: If these guys just want to be run-of-the-mill capitalists, right, like laissez-faire, just businessmen or whatever, and they want to do business with Ukraine, that's fine. But how come they end up being the governor, the... uh, the county attorney for utah county probably with higher political aspirations and then which are gone a younger guy who's a representative a state representative who obviously has political aspirations to probably be the governor or something or maybe be a like watch watch this guy or let's he's gonna end up running for higher office at some point most of these guys do
1: like, I mean, you, you don't, you don't have the political ambition of being the representative from daybreak. Oh, I've reached my goal. <laughs> no, you, you're power hungry and they're going to, they, they pursue this power in a couple of different ways and it all have, revolves around government, right? They either become representatives because that's the biggest money cone. That's the biggest or, money,
0: money sucking channel or, is government.
1: Or they start a consulting firm, a lobbying firm.
0: Apparently, government is way more lucrative than insurance.
1: Well, look at uh, Nancy Pelosi. It was just revealed that she owns about, uh, I don't know, $800 million worth of NVIDIA I stock. I think it was just
0: $8 million, but you Eight, can add 100 to, to that. Bi- a bazillion. A bazillion.
1: Okay, $8 million is still a lot of NVIDIA stock. NVIDIA is a chip maker, right? They make graphics cards. At the same time that's revealed she is pushing for this chip act which would give a bunch of money to nvidia Nvidia. and what happened when she publicly endorsed that that legislation the nvidia shares which she owns eight million dollars worth jumped four or five percent that's 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 a nice little day's work isn't it nancy pelosi
0: yeah that was convenient for her yeah there's there's, she uh, worth anyway
1: a lot a lot of money and her husband is worth a lot of money but it's very odd that uh, Congress people always, almost always leave. Nancy
0: Pelosi is valued at about $135 million.
1: They almost always leave government far wealthier than they were when they entered government, these, these representatives. And, and no one seems to, to really be too concerned about that or how it happens, why it happens. It's a cartel. It's a criminal organization, guys. It's quote unquote legal organized
0: crime. Nancy Pelosi urges support of a $50 billion chips bill hours after disclosing her $8 million Nvidia stake. Yeah.
1: Weird. Yeah. You know what they call that in in the normal world? Politics? Insider trading and we would go to jail for that. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, anyway, yeah, we, yeah, there, yeah. there's
0: some strange links here. I bet you that we have more than one Jared Tusher out there in Utah politics. So the, the Levitt organization—I'm <laughs> going to use the word syndicate. Maybe well, you're not going to use not? the word. Just use the word mafia. Syndicate. What about mafia? What's well, an Italian thing? This is a Utah cartel. Thing. Cartel. It's the an Levitt organization. Group, they use the word group. Levitt Group. Yeah. It's a combination. They are uh, (laughs) keep it secret. They've got to have. They've got to have uh, several other Tushers out there. So uh, you are our eyes and ears, listeners. Tell us who else has ties to Ukraine and the Levitt Group, and why does the Levitt Group have ties to Ukraine and the pandemic and 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 and, and look, we everything else. we, and Buffalo in Montana.
1: We know that uh, a lot of people from Utah go into different countries, right, and spend two years there as LDS missionaries. And a lot of those people end up creating some kind of ties to these countries, right? Maybe they marry someone from those countries. Maybe they uh, go back to teach school there, or whatever. A lot of these are innocent and, and normal. But Ukraine is not a normal place. And I know somebody who just got back from ukraine as far as I know they don't have any ties maybe you should ukraine, ask them if they but,
0: know the levitts but um I their apartment was next door <laughs> maybe in kiev
1: but ukraine um i mean it's been in the news so much lately right and it's supposed to be this victim uh, but, th- but they're gonna a, build back better right a, a Ukrainian. <laughs> ukrainian uh you sent me, or you can talk about what you're, you sent yeah, me, the digitization uh, of, of Ukraine. Ukraine, there's a Ukrainian government official. His name is um, Mikhail, Mikhail
0: Fedorov. Okay, so the problem here, listeners, let me just frame this. As, the problem here is that it looks like this appears to be what they want to have happen everywhere.
1: Yeah, and when I saw this, this tweet, I thought, well, everything going on in Ukraine right now and everything that's been going on for like the last 10 years makes a little bit more sense. But he, he writes on Twitter, this is, again, a Ukrainian government official, which by the way, if you click on his profile, he's, he is the vice prime minister of Ukraine. You should just
0: play the whole audio here. They can watch the video later. Okay, we could do that. He's the vice you could get copyright infringement or something for that? No, this is it. of okay. government this is propaganda. Ukrainian yeah, you can you can infringe upon the copyright of government propaganda whenever you want because you paid for it. Right? His banner, by the way, his and Twitter banner in Ukraine, you definitely paid for it. His
1: Twitter banner says, Be brave like Ukraine. <laughs> And okay, okay, this is the Vice Prime Minister of Ukraine and Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine. That's his official title, Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine. If that isn't like. Do we
0: have a Minister of Digital Transformation
1: or a Secretary of or a Tsar of? I hope so. But this guy, well, let me. He writes Ukraine 2030 which is not an arbitrary year, by the way. Right, right, right. Ukraine, 2030, the freest and most digital country in the world. Without bureaucracy, but with strong tech industry, cashless and paperless, this is the future we are building. And then there's a video. Now, do we want to play this whole thing? It's like it's two minutes and 14 seconds long. Just get to the part where they have the AI courts. There's a part where there's AI courts. (laughs) <laughs> just play some of
0: it You can cut it off whenever you want You make the listeners listen to it That's Ukrainian or Russian
2: Let's look eight years ahead 2030
0: Why is this in English? The
2: history of the new Ukraine is studied All over the globe Why? Because Ukraine became the most Digital and convenient country In the world Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper money. Ukraine now has the best tech system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully. And Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita.
1: Okay, it goes on. You You just cut off the
0: quartz part. Okay, here's the quartz part
2: artificial intelligence.
0: Okay, put, roll it back. It said Ukrainian courts
2: companies operate successfully. The sexy lady voice said first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian whoa, whoa, whoa. customs is fully automatic.
0: Have you ever seen the movie Elysium <laughs> with Matt Damon in it? Elysium.
1: I have not. Okay. I've seen uh I've seen um the one with Tom Cruise in
0: um, Minority Report. Okay. Elysium is interesting. It's the, All the rich people live on a space station, and then uh, the poor people live down here in uh, hovel type of cities, yeah, yeah. burned out, wreckage. And they have uh, these AI type of courts and doctors, and everything's automated, what including she's the desc- police.
1: What she's describing there is a hellscape.
0: Watch Elysium.
1: <laughs> A hellscape. They can rate it they, they, they can, can sugarcoat this all they want. What she's describing is an absolute hellscape run by tech oligarchs. Techligarchs? Tech And I, it's really strange. You you see this and then you think, okay, it makes more sense now why all these uh, celebrities and business leaders and politicians have been going over and getting their photo taken with dictator Zelensky. And he is a dictator. I know he wears cool t-shirts and stuff and he can dance. He's a dictator. He's banning opposition. He's uh, firing people who don't toe his line. Like, He's a dictator, people. And when you wave your Ukrainian flag off your porch or in your Twitter profile, you are supporting a dictator. Let's just call it what it is. But what's this, the, what this is describing is an absolute hellscape where they control everything in your life. Digital money is the end of, of liberty. And it's freedom. It's, it's, the, end of, it's of, the end of society. It's the end of humanity because they can, they can turn it off and on. They can control it. They can control you with it by just saying, if you don't do it, you don't get paid.
0: Right. What kind of opposition is there when you can turn them off? That's how they turned off the trucker protests in Canada.
1: Yeah, they just shut down their money. Uh but the this war makes a lot more sense now to me that this is happening to rebuild the country. They, you know, to build back better, right? We've seen that phrase from Boris Johnson, from Joe Biden, from the WEF build back better well you can't build something back unless you destroy it and ukraine is i i don't even think ukraine is really in russia are really that uh, have that much animosity i know there's some regional and like cultural things right because it's a deep-seated history of i think they've got a lot of local animosity yeah but that's not enough to do what's happening right like I think this is just all a front to...
0: To send hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine? Yeah. To digitize? Where does all that money go?
1: Well, that's a good question. Where does that money go? A lot of it is siphoned off by Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. And the Levitt Insurance Group. Probably. They're probably in on this somehow. Because they're, you know, international development. Whatever that means.
0: Yeah, it it was international something or other group. Isn't that just a euphemism for nation building? Which is just a euphemism I think for it's code. a euphemism for how, <laughs> how are we going to take more money from this other country.
1: Yeah, I, I think people like the Levitt Group are just grifters. I think they're, they're, they're probably low-level grifters just profiting off of the stuff that they have insider information on.
0: Well, I don't know how do you end up uh, being the secretary of health and human services so long ago when this was getting set up. It sounds like they right. they may be integral in the planning. They stages. might be
1: some good. They might be facilitators and and greasing the skids. Well, like, I think like, I think
0: I think Mormons are critical to this machine because we follow orders. We, we, we speak don't languages. question the leadership very much. We speak languages. We're very diplomatic. We're very well, it, like go-along-to-get-along-oriented.
1: I think that David Levitt arranging this strange deal to have Mo- a Montana Indian tribe trade buffalo to Ukraine, and in exchange, he gets a baby. <laughs> Just saying that is well, so it, bizarre. It was like
0: a niece or somebody got the baby. It wasn't like they got the baby.
1: Yeah, but someone in the family got the baby. But still, he's he's horse trading sure, with humans. Sure, sure, and and one of the things that with this this reporter, this local Fox reporter, Adam Herberts Herbert something like that Hibbert, he he breaks the story, and it's pretty interesting. Where's the follow up? Like, did I want to know first of all? Where's the kid now? Is is she or he healthy? How old is she? I don't need, we don't need to get into personal. I think it was like 10 years ago. But also, did Ukraine get their buffalo? Did this deal actually happen? And why, how, why, why? Did it happen? Why does he have? And it's what we keep asking right now. <laughs> what did these ties mean? Why does he keep an apartment and that <laughs> he well, would have to like rush the, back to and get stuff from? Well, what the it, point, was he getting? The point was
0: his wife was teaching over there, right?
1: Yeah, but I, not and recently. W- why? She, she's a. By the way, currently she teaches at BYU and she has she teaches this this sexual health class about mindfulness during sex, and it sounds really kind of weird. Maybe Mindfulness uh, during sex. Something talk
0: more about that, Mr. Flood. I, I don't really want to. It's just what her
1: <laughs> her own website says. Let let's see. Let me let me see. Her yeah, description let's spend and, more time. And who signs up for this class? But it's like it says um it says uh she's an assistant professor at Brigham Young University. She studies healthy sexuality and committed relationships and focuses on how mindfulness during sex may be associated with positive outcomes for both men and women. Now, what's mindfulness? That's a popular term nowadays. Do you, do you want to elaborate on it, or do you want me to? Were you talking?
0: I was paying attention to the internet here. <laughs> what, were, what were you talking about? Mindfulness, oh, mindfulness. during, okay, during sorry. sex. See, I you, don't know what that... Mind, I, I have no idea. M- mindfulness is... A, when, I was a, in the, when I was in the young men's group, my a uh, young man gave me a, a cozy, what do you call it? A, co- a little cozy, some sort of a, a beer can holder. Uh-huh. Uh, one of those insulated things. It says, my wife says I never listen to me or my, so she says, sorry, it says my wife says I never listen to her or something like that. Yeah. That's what it yeah. says on the,
1: well, it's funny that the can you holder. would tune out while I'm talking about mindfulness. I would never do that. But we both do that sometimes because it's how we keep this show flowing. That's right, but m- mindfulness so is a is sort of this idea of being present, right not dwelling on the past, not thinking worrying about the future It's a way to combat anxiety and depression things like that and being mindful being and, and it, it has to do with me, you know you can be you can meditate and I think it's a useful thing I'm not quite sure how it would apply to sex, but I don't really want to elaborate or think about that too much but anyway that's what she does now because she's not in ukraine anymore she's teaching college kids about mindfulness during yeah. sex the
0: the fox 13 reporter guy's name was adam Herbetz. Herberts? just fyi
1: okay but there's it just seems like there's a lot more to that even just that one aspect of the story about the kid and the buffalo that didn't get followed up on or maybe he's in the, involved with that now but
0: no, there's a ton of that. I'll try to find some of these but Fox you, 13 reports, but like, where is it now? I guess it's no, no big deal now that the guy is no longer up for election. He can just fade into the background yeah. fabric of the Lebanese well, and continue to make a slash lot of money. International relations group, slash law group, slash donors to the J. Reuben Clark school, slash governor's apparatus in the state of Utah, slash health and human right. services, slash Ukraine fund. So you have, a, you have the
1: Vice Prime Minister of Ukraine and the digital, Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine, that's the full title, of Ukraine as part of the title, <laughs> telling us that uh, in eight years' time, Ukraine is going to be a digital hellscape, and they're excited about that. AI courts? Yeah, what is that? <sighs> Is that just like a, a judge, like a, a video, like Max, Bu- Max Headroom is your judge? The bureaucracy is replaced with scripts. Did you notice how they said like 500,000 or whatever the number was? Public servants successfully integrated into the economy. Like those are people. <laughs> they're just going to, what does that mean? Does that mean, are they accidentally admitting that they're not part of the normal economy? And it's a bunch of words. I don't really have any concrete meaning to them, but to me, describe it absolute, absolute hell.
0: The problem has to do with government. It has to do with too much government. You have too many rules, too many regulations. And if you have a computer, if you have a computer system running that, then you can't you can't do anything. You can't, you can't operate legally within the law without checking their boxes. You have right. to, there are no workarounds. There are no, there's no escalate this to a manager or an, oh, I have a special situation or whatever. And that's the problem with government. It's trying, it's trying to take control of every facet of our lives and therefore our, our lives then become uniform, slave-like, bland, we colorless. Got a, you got a taste of it. You got a taste of
1: it in 2020 where we lived at the leisure of these people. They told you if you could go outside. They told you what to wear. They're, they're touting in this video digital schools. Guys, we know now without that a kills doubt. children. We know now without a doubt that online education Destroys for children, children. Is, is devastating. It literally will kill children. They're talking about telemedicine. Using an Which app. kills adults. To talk to your doctor. <laughs> like...
0: Your doctor... Oh, that works in some cases, but...
1: The most effective cyber defense
0: system ever. Try this. Pinch your arm really hard here, and, and then I'll ask you, does it hurt? This is the where it got. Does this hurt? They're talking about what they call the
1: ultra-modern iron dome. This defense system where this somehow this, this dome...
0: Right, they had like a force field like from yeah, Star Trek yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: a force field covers a whole city to protect it from... Uh, missiles and I'm thinking but but you just talked about how everything's going to be perfect why would there be missiles raining down on your cities if everything's perfect everybody would want to live in the freest most convenient digital nation on earth
0: weird it's weird
1: automated solutions without an official
0: I think I'm just going to title this episode weirdly (laughs)
1: And we'll, we'll, link to this, we'll link to this video. And in, you asked why we started playing it. Why is this in English? Well, because we're the audience. <laughs> we're the audience, right? They tell us. We've said this over and over, over the course of the lifetime of this podcast. They tell us what they're going to do. They tell us exactly what they're going how, to do. And we need to believe them when they say it. Yeah.
0: How much money have we sent over there so far? It's $50 billion. Officially, it's like $100 billion.
1: 60 years. 80 or hundred billion and Zelensky's out there saying we need, we need $2 billion a day. I mean, they, they have no money. The, this, the government of Ukraine is completely a hundred percent reliant on
0: NATO, which is the U S funding the, everything they do. So he who pays the bills makes the decisions, right? I mean, if you've ever been in a business where you have majority owners that brought in a lot of money, they make the decisions. That's just the way that it is. You can't, you can't escape the fact that Ukraine is actually not uh, navigating under its own power. <laughs> you know, they're not, this video ends with a, just uh, text on the
1: screen, digital for freedom. Right. That's all it says. Let's see that. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know mean? what that
0: means, but they're, but they're not operating under their own power. They're not navigating <laughs> no, no. Th- this. Not this at is all. N- Zelensky's not in charge of this. And, the problem is it's not joe biden and it's not the american congress either that is operating under their own power we're sending them the money the money that's created by the fed that the government goes into debt for again that's a big question everybody should be asking themselves and maybe if we make a t-shirt for mind virus listeners the one the one concept that i would like to get out into the open is why do we have both debt and inflation we shouldn't. We should either have one or the other. We don't need the debt. We can have inflation without debt. That was the whole point of the Federal Reserve. Is it was supposed to control inflation. I read. So if we have inflation, that means we don't need a debt-based money system. The government should just be able to print whatever it wants because it does anyway. I and, read, But we're in debt for it.
1: Right. I read uh, the other day that the. The 1913 dollar, which 1913 is significant.
0: Which is prior, which is the year the Federal Reserve Act was passed. The
1: 1913 dollar is now worth three cents.
0: Right. We've almost lost 100% of the value of a dollar. Right. In 100 years. And it's all intentional. Oh, yeah. So that means the Fed has resoundingly failed at the quote unquote mandate To control inflation, right? Well, they've, but that's never been. They they did this to
1: control the money. uh, Well, I think they did this to control the world. Yeah, right. And and that was our very first episode, right? The creature from Jekyll Island, all that stuff. Go go read up on there. There's tons of good, deep, thick information about that. Uh, uh, 1913, in uh, my uh, opinion, represents the beginning of the end of the world, (laughs)
0: basically. Really good uh, collaborator that I heard with uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, a guy named John Titus. I'm pretty sure that's his name, John Titus. He talks a little bit about the history of money, how money works. And um, he's on record saying, look, the pandemic was a monetary event. And these guys that really know what's going on, like Fitz and Titus, they're talking about the fact that the move the the whole point is to get us to a central bank digital currency yeah. that's the whole point and that's because that's game over that's where uh they're in control of everything it is so they won't
1: need red flag gun laws they won't need any gun laws when you can't buy a gun when, with central bank digital currency because they'll just flag you they'll just uh won't let you buy it you, you don't even have to mm. they don't even have to flag you individually they can just say, Look,
0: no, this, this currency is no good. H- humans are resilient. For guns. Humans are resilient. We need to make, we need to make inroads into places that they control. Food is one. Uh, the money system is a good one. Just start, start using cash again. We've talked about it before. We've got listeners. I talked to Dr. Nick Riviera the other day about cash. Fridays, hey, and everybody. He's like, he's like, I'm using cash every day. He says it's really actually inconvenient when you go to the gas station and try to pay in cash anymore. Right. Because you well, gotta go I, inside. You know that's that's awesome that he's doing that. That's quite that's quite a significant inconvenience. Being willing to use cash at the gas station, right? Um, so way to go, Doctor Nick. And
1: and we can do things like that, but we're up against a leviathan.
0: This is a, a
1: behemoth. Yeah. We I mean, need uh, we
0: need food independence to start with, and then we need medical independence too, because they yeah, they've, they've which been is very illegal. Right, it is. They've been very, very successful in eliminating uh, the ability to use n- natural substances, even. Well, not only to, that, to medicate.
1: Find a doctor that's not part of some network cartel. Right. Find a doctor that isn't part of that, and. They're hard to find. There's some good doctors y- y- out there. You might find a doctor that you trust who is part of one of these things who will treat you under the table so to speak give you some advice or whatever or even get you some medicine but you can't even go to a doctor that isn't part of the cabal that your employer signs on to and uh, you know employer provided health insurance is is handcuffs
0: well that's that i think is where it all started you know right divorcing people from understanding of what they're it's
1: not a benefit. It,
0: what, what, divorcing people <laughs> from what it actually costs, right? It's not
1: a benefit, okay? It's hurting you. Yeah. It's hurting the, you know, it's the whole system, right? You try to switch uh, insurance, medical providers, you, you can't do it without switching jobs in most cases. You can't shop around. If you move to another state, you got to start all over. It's very inconvenient. It's meant to be that way because it enriches the cabals and the cartels like... The Intermountain Health Cartel. Yep, they have very little competition. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, and maybe it's a good place to stop uh, and and uh, give us a week to contemplate why David Lovett sold Buffalo to Ukraine for a baby. <laughs> Just saying that there's no other way to spin it, right? There's no other way to spin it. He.
0: The problem is that's the public, that's what we know. I like know. he admitted to Even that on that,
1: tape. Yeah, he did it in a way, like he's on video. He's like, he's, he's happy
0: about it. it. He's, pr- he he's like, look at, what, look at the deal I pulled off. And it's like. Traded these wh- Indians some blankets.
1: Wh- what are the things that he's afraid to talk about or won't talk about? What kind of deals is he keeping to himself? And I still want to know if Ukraine ever got its buffalo. And and are the Buffalo dead now from Russian bombardments. It's just such a strange, bizarre thing. And and, and Where the, I, where's his apartment?
0: Is his apartment in Kiev?
1: Probably. I mean, where else would you have it? And what do you have to rush over there to get before the war? Like like you said, it's probably not baseball cards or a sting collection, it's financial records. <laughs> what is it that's laptops? Over there. Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> As you get. Yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop over there. Uh, it's so strange.
0: We already have that over here, Mr. Lovett.
1: It's so everything about this, is, 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 oh, this, is this just is is This is just like strange.
0: the This is just like the little Utah connection. That's the thing. This is just right. like the little tiny right. Bizarro <clears throat> world. I well, we think it's
1: little tiny, maybe well, it isn't. yeah, maybe it isn't. Maybe these, maybe these guys, maybe the Levitt. Well, look, I think,
0: I think we've lost, we've lost a few listeners because of some of the stuff we've said about the church. Uh, Maybe we'll lose more, but guys, Mormons, Utah Mormons, uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have a lot of really attractive qualities for this cabal that rules us. We make good servants to them. Right. Not questioning your authority is a number it. one. This,
1: this isn't something that like we're making up. I mean, the the intelligence, the intelligence they agencies they recruit heavily
0: at BYU, uh, Utah, Utah yeah, State. They,
1: they love, they love us.
0: Okay, look, number one on the list, a one on the list is not questioning the people who are in authority over you. Dumb question. Being willing to compartmentalize and and not look at your life with the same principles in every aspect of your life. Being being willing to compartmentalize things and say, oh, I'm, I don't need to question the leaders or this thing that I saw over here. Or, you know, a lot, I remember growing up as a kid how people would say, yeah, so-and-so lost his testimony because he, he had done a lot of business with the church bureaucracy and didn't realize the church bureaucracy was different than the leadership. How is it not different? How shouldn't shouldn't a church, if it's the true church of the Lord, shouldn't their business dealings be above board in every case? Right. Shouldn't they be held to a higher standard, but yet we've excused, at least the people that I was talking to, had excused their behavior? Well, it opens up a uh, terrifying
1: train of thought.
0: What's to, wrong with the LDS? <laughs>
1: well, just if you are LDS, it, it, it's a terrifying thought to think that maybe, maybe it's not what you have been taught in that sense, right? In that maybe not everybody's on the up and up. That's a terrifying thought to yeah. consider, given our culture. Now, I'm going to bring that back and say, the, my advice, and, and I'm, I'm I'm not a medical doctor or a financial advisor, so take this all with a grain of salt. But my advice is to cling cling to the Holy Ghost and the Book of Mormon and figure it out on your own. And figure out what God is trying to tell you, right? Discernment, discernment, discernment. And be willing to listen and maybe willing to hear some tough things. And again, that's between you
0: and the Lord. And...
1: You got to figure that out. We all have to. I don't have it all figured out.
0: Jordan yeah, might. I, gu- I guess we got to throw out the caveat that we're just we're just talking. We're having a discussion here. We're not. We're we're, um, we're not cannibals. Oh wait, <laughs> different conversation. We're not, You know, we don't know the actual truth here, but we do know there's a war between dark darkness and light that is. Right in our faces now. It's becoming more and more obvious all the time. And you know, if uh, it's possible that this information we have about the levitts and everything is inaccurate, or or we've painted it in a bad light, you know, it's possible sure. that we're wrong. It's possible that they're good guys. I think. Looking into some of this stuff, the ritual abuse, uh, Hugh Nibley's daughter got caught up in it, by the way, Mm -hmm. and had made allegations against Professor Nibley that um, were pretty bad. Right. And Joseph Smith has allegations made against him. So just because there have been allegations made doesn't make uh, every allegation correct. But it does sure seem like the playbook for the status or the oligarchy or whatever is to accuse other people of doing what they're doing. Right. You accuse them of all the evil stuff you're doing.
1: This has really been played out in the public on the national stage with what they've accused Trump and Trump's children like Don Jr. of doing.
0: Exactly what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are doing. It appears that that's the case. I the, mean, we have so much evidence to the, co- to the contrary that, that Trump should be exonerated, right? Evidence to the contrary of what the MSNBC crowd was pushing the last four years, right? Well, if the you, Russia ho- the Russian if narrative. You,
1: if you believed the Russia hoax, which they tied Ukraine into it as well, the Hunter Biden laptop should be the Don Jr. laptop if you listen to these guys.
0: Right. We, we ha- they have what appears to be irrefutable... Digital evidence that nobody over there will look at, right? And even the right. Washington Post and the New York Times admitted that the Hunter Biden laptop was legit. Right. Finally, after four but years, but that's as far as I'll go. After with two it. years, excuse they, they,
1: me. They won't go farther and, and talk about the implications of that and what it means for our national security, for the ethics of the president of the United States,
0: and and uh, you know. So we can only go based on reason and debate here, but. You know, it is. We're supposed to be a country of innocent until proven guilty, right? Right. But now everything seems to be tried in the media, and there's certain people that don't get that. They yeah. just never that they just escape scrutiny almost entirely. In fact, uh, this John Titus guy brought up in a discussion with Catherine Fitz. How he What woke him up is he saw after the 2008 crisis, he watched a PBS of all places, a PBS documentary, a frontline documentary called The Untouchables, where they discussed how nobody has been held accountable for the crisis of 2008, even though there was massive fraud. It was massive right. mortgage fraud that caused that. And the reason that nobody was held accountable because it was the bankers nobody and we didn't even right. talk about it we we gave them all the money in fact they put a gun to congress's head and they got all the money out of it and it wasn't just 800 billion dollars It ends up being like 14 trillion dollars that yeah. they got out of that 2008 tarp bella so even though it's been bad for 100 years it's been really bad for the last 10 12 years 14 years while those guys have had tons of money to fiddle around in places like ukraine and the American housing market and who's, the pharmaceutical industry whatever they've been who's doing gonna hold, who's
1: going to hold who's going to be held accountable for 2020 we were talking about this before we hit record right nobody is nobody they're not even going to have sacrificial goats like fauci and burks
0: right who's <laughs> who's going to be accountable for all that pandemic Crap! The lockdowns, the regulations, soul destroying, destro- yeah. The children, human human,
1: crime, human yeah, rights crisis, massive crisis. I don't think you can ever. I don't think we can overstate the damage that was incurred upon humanity in 2020. And the problem is that was intentional. Of course it was, right? Of course it was. I, I, uh, I, I have this idea that 9/11, 2001, right? September 11th, 2001, was an initiatory ritual signifying kind of the, the beginning of the end or the controlled demolition of America. It was symbolic, right? Yeah. The Twin Towers were representative of American financial clout and, and progress. And I mean, how many movies <clears throat> pre-9-11 there's so many movies that have those towers in them, mm-hmm. just as a as a flavor shot, you know, an establishing shot.
0: Well, and New York is or was it's the just, financial capital yeah. of the world. It's the center
1: of the of the world. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. It's where it's
0: where, where Wall Street is.
1: Everything happens in New York, right? You yeah. want to become rich and famous, you go to New York at some point in your life, right? And it's a cool city. I've been there a little bit. After about three days, I was claustrophobic and needed to get out. But yeah, I think that that. The hitting those towers, whether, it, what, no matter what you believe about like the inside job or anything like that, hitting those towers was highly symbolic, highly symbolic. And I think it uh, represents the beginning of the end. The timeline shifted after that and the times changed. You could, add in, you could add that the Pentagon was also quite symbolic, right? And, and since that time, American finances and military uh, might have suffered greatly because of misadventures and the spending sprees and the printing of the money. And uh, the world was different in, in 1999, a lot different. I mean, we're old enough and we were old enough then to remember like, what it was like in the 90s. 90s had its problems right but it was (laughs) we live in a dystopia compared to that time oh yeah we grew up we grew up as kids and we we didn't have the internet we didn't have computer games really you know and then the nintendo was starting to kind of get popular but what did we do we got up in the morning we roamed the neighborhoods and we had this kind of we had freedom, and our parents were free to to pursue things that they wanted to do without a lot of uh, regulation, red tape, and overbearing. You saying they had mindfulness? I don't know if they had mindfulness, <laughs> but n- n- nowadays you got to have a license to sell lemonade on the street corner. I mean, pretty close, and, yeah. And, and our money's our our money doesn't go very far. It's hard to buy a home. I f- I feel bad for like young couples starting out i don't know what they they can't even afford to fill the car up to go to gas to earn a living hardly so uh t- we definitely i th- so i th- I think things changed irrevocably on nine eleven and then you have the financial crisis, which woke a lot of people up. I think that woke you and I up, yeah, it was part of it anyway and then and then that followed you know undermining all of this was the the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, the financial crisis. Then you had the pseudo pandemic right after that, the first little run at the pandemic in 2009, 2010. And then, of course, you've got 2020. All leading up to what exactly? 2030? (laughs) We'll all be the freest. We'll be the freest and most digital and most controlled we've ever been. Because let's remember that freedom is slavery.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Just let that sink in. Don't, I don't I'm not even to say. And anything. this is Just why let I try that to. Sink
1: in I try to avoid all this stuff during the summertime, especially. I try to avoid it altogether. But 2020 kind of roped me back in. I was realizing I can't ignore this crap anymore. We're being, we're being absolutely hammered. I mean, let's not forget, right? They tried to cancel Thanksgiving. Yeah, they did. They, they, they told, did. They tried to cancel. Told Thanksgiving. You that meeting in Thanksgiving was. Was akin to murder, and that this, happened right here in the this great is an, state
0: of Utah. This is an opt-in apocalypse, especially if you live in the Intermountain West and the South. It's an opt-in, and what's great is a lot of people opted out of that. There were plenty of folks on the, in the on the coasts in the big cities that uh, were
1: when they're significant. Still, they're, they're lost. Were, they big were significantly
0: locked down they were they legislatively regulatorily they were a lot of it is voluntarily well yeah but a lot of but a lot of that was also enforced like the guy getting escorted off the beach right for surfing you know and the caption of the headline or the caption of the meme was sir why aren't you at walmart with everyone else you know right well and in like
1: in canada is still suffering from a lot of this stuff yeah um new zealand australia had it really bad i think they still
0: do. In the more statist parts of America, though, the, of the United States of America, in the more statist parts, there you would have had more difficulty. But it was still, in a lot of ways, an opt-in tyranny. And so, but in the Intermountain West, the Midwest, and the South, you, you had a lot more resistance to that. And I think we still have that going on for us. We, we can opt out of this, and we'll definitely be talking more about that on the, on the until podcast.
1: You can opt out until... Uh, you have a central bank digital currency.
0: Well, it, I, I don't think, I think we're headed for war. What, the, the Ukraine angle, I think we're headed for war with Russia. Well, at some war, point- War is the way, war is the uh, way that we're-, uh, we're, we're at war. Because it's all about our attention.
1: We're at war with Russia. Let's keep this in mind. Yeah, you're right. The United right. States is funding everything about this war. At the Right now, they're just letting Ukrainian soldiers die instead of American soldiers, which is- morally reprehensible, but
0: we're at, war with Russia, which is why them shutting off gas to Germany is so significant, which is, which is interesting that the, the hubris of these controllers that they're like, Hey, let's just poke the bear and hope they don't turn off the gas. Maybe the intention is they want the gas turned off. They want a lot of dead Westerners. I think that's a good question is, is, is the war a real war?
1: And, And what I mean is this isn't like a traditional old school war where it's like, oh, you're an enemy. No, they're, they're, there's... I no, think this there's, is fifth
0: generation warfare. We've talked about how war right. is going to be different. We're always... If you talk to any military professional, they say we're always fighting the last war. Mm-hmm. So in the Gulf, they're fighting the Vietnam War. Uh, in Afghanistan, they're fighting the Gulf War. You know, So the war on, quote, terror wasn't as successful because we weren't tooled up to fight the terror. And now they've tooled up to fight the, the people by... You know, putting in place all well, these, you're a terrorist. This is a war on. Mentalities.
1: This, uh, poten- a this, this has, this has the potential, this uh, Russia war, we we'll call it that has the potential to be a war on prosperity, a war on, uh, productivity. Well,
0: I think it already is. You were going there. We, we talked about this the, at the start of, at the start of the year. Are we in, when does world war three start? We're already in it. We're yeah, already in it.
1: But look at these countries. There's countries in like, like, uh, a lot of people, the uh, mainstream is ignoring what's happening in the Netherlands with the farmers, the Dutch farmers.
0: Right. They're getting legislated or regulated out of their industry, out uh, of their livelihoods. People are
1: ignoring the collapse of Sri Lanka. People are ignoring what's going on in, I believe it's Peru. And these countries are all highly rated by the ESG. They have their high ESG score, which is... Environmental social something or other. The environmental,
0: environmental it, social garbage score? It's,
1: it's basically a green score, right? A green social score. And a lot of companies, a lot of American corporations are buying into this ESG stuff. And what it, basically what it is, is it's the Green New Deal. Countries like the Netherlands, whose governments have bought into this, are telling their farmers, you can't produce nitrogen or use nitrogen in your farming. Well, you can't farm without it, and a lot of that is naturally occurring. I don't understand all of it. I haven't done all the homework, but the Netherlands exports a lot of Europe's food. You can't tell me that's an accident, that they would go to the heart of food production for a continent and shut it down. Uh, it's like here in the United States, right? The same type of thing is happening with all these strange incidences at farms and, c- and cattle ranches and pig farms. and Food processing plants. Food processing plants. Uh, Pete, Pete Buttigieg, but, 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 I think that's how you say it. Butt gig is how you say it. <laughs> He's the transportation secretary. He's, he said, you know, it's a great thing that uh, gas prices are so high. They're forcing people into e- elec- you know, e- electronic or electric vehicles. Pete, that's not what's happening, first of all. Second, electricity doesn't just magically appear into a battery. And third, why are you celebrating the destruction of uh, economic life in America?
0: Have you seen, by the way, the Ford Mach-E Mustang, the electric Mustang?
1: Not in person.
0: I've seen a couple of them around. It looks just like another crossover SUV, by the way. Sorry, not super stoked about the... New Ford Mustang.
1: Yeah, you know, these E E cars, these uh I mean that's like your regular
0: hatchback. Right. It doesn't look like it
1: These electric vehicles are cool and, and I think it's it's a great innovation, but we have to be realistic, right? Where does where does the electricity that you charge these cars with come from? Does it come from your your heart? Does it, it from, come from rainbows? It comes from Ukraine. Does it come from unicorns? No, it comes from coal. It comes from coal being burned. <laughs> <laughs> all, and that's okay. That's where that's, you know, and there's other ways we can look at other ways to produce power, but not a thing. Nothing is proven as cost effective and as efficient and as powerful as fossil fuels and coal, wind and sun and all that stuff just doesn't do it. Hydro can be pretty powerful, but still that's uh, it requires you to build a big dam on a river. No, right. Anyway, they're trying to kill us all. <laughs>
0: Alex Jones said, <laughs>
1: Act like, like you're the frog's
2: gay. <laughs> Act like you live or else
1: they're going to kill you. Act like you want to live.
0: There's a documentary out on iTunes about Alex Jones called yeah. Alex's War. I'm looking forward to seeing that in its pre-sales. It became with all the there it's probably the most censored documentary ever. They can't advertise it anywhere. And in its pre-sales, it became number 2 to Top Gun <laughs> <laughs> on
1: iTunes. Act like you want to watch the movie or else you they're going to kill you.
0: You are not in the minority here, guys. You're in the majority. Everybody, But but the problem is the majority doesn't all quite understand things the same way. Right. The majority meaning people who realize that there's a problem and they would prefer not to have this statist oligarchy. But we're divided and therefore we're more easily conquered by this small minority of true believers.
1: Divided we fall. United we stand. Come on, come on, let's get together. Who sings that? I don't remember. That's an old song from like the 70s. I think I pretty much did it
0: justice. I'm (laughs) going to have to find it and post it since you mentioned it, since we're into sources. Right, right. Footnotes and all that crap. Okay, well, look, uh, interesting discussion. A lot of weird stuff is going on. I think we should probably wrap it up, but uh, (laughs) somebody we we've got all of these data points that and utah is tied in okay yeah remember utah is utah is tied in we we play some sort of an important role U- here utah
1: was one of the first places in the country to get mail in voting they have the electronic voting machines early they've got a digital id that they're trying to roll out somehow for some reason we are yeah, we're front runners
0: here we're involved we we had a couple of uh a couple of i saw on KSL the local communist rag uh a couple of um articles debunking the movie 2000 Mules by the way there were a oh, couple of, it must be debunked well yeah but I mean there was but they didn't say 2000 Mules they were just data damage control articles like oh by the way the election wasn't stolen and by the oh, way right. ballot drop boxes have not been proven to be well, detrimental uh, to election
1: lieutenant governor Deidre <laughs> Hendrickson Henderson Hendrick whatever
0: Hendricks. She said, she
1: came out recently. It was like, we did an investigation and uh, an audit, and everything's great. There's no problems with the election. Well, of course, you would say that. You won the election. Right. (laughs) And you're the only person uh, who is privy to any of this. You prevented people from doing their own independent audit, and you actually threatened and and intimidated those
0: people. So maybe you should
1: sit down, Deidre.
0: Well, in a prison cell. I, I worry Utah, you know, <laughs> you, the rest of the world seems to be waking up. Is Utah waking up? Or are we just going to go right back to sleep because some authority figure says there's nothing to see here?
1: Yeah. A pl- a whether that's, whether that's in the government, a lot in the schools, will. or in the churches. A lot of people will go back to sleep, but a lot of people are awake. And like you said, when you, when you see these things, you can't unsee them.
0: When you see these things come among you. The exactly. Lord commands you that you awaken to a sense of your awful situation because of the sword of justice which hangs like the sword of Damocles above you, suspended by one horse hair. You mix your quotes up there, but I... Okay, Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is an awful situation. <laughs> when, 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 the whole, when the people who run the world are trying to kill you, that's an awful situation. So you can eat the bugs and do what they say or you can fight for your freedom. Did we
0: talk about the Georgia Guidestones stones on here? No, but maybe next time we should. Do we we didn't we were in the middle of stranger things, right? Cuz yeah. that was another weird thing that Georgia happened Georgia guide stones by the way got like blown up. Well, if you don't know that, everybody that's listening already knows that, but not only did they get exploded, one of them got exploded, but then they demolished it within yeah. 24 hours and now nobody will talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird like I don't know why it happened. It, it's uh, We need...
0: They're uh, gone. Just one of those strange things. They're just things, gone. Right? And,
1: and the significance, right, the Georgia Guidestones had a plaque on there that said that you got to keep the population below like 500 million or something. Inbal-
0: yeah, it basically pitches humanity as sort of a plague upon the earth and that the population needs to be at a certain level so that it can be in harmony. Right. Because Harmony
1: with starvation and poverty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but one of them blew up and then uh, they've just wiped the f- planet. Well, look, friends of them,
0: friends of the podcast, I know you're listening out there. Please contribute to our, th- our uh, thought process here on the website. L- let us know what else is going on, what else we should be talking about, what you're thinking. Uh, this is all weird stuff. Just weird, weird.
1: Weird, wild stuff.
0: Weird, crazy stuff.
1: Was that the was that that was Saturday Night Live parroting Ed McMahon on the Johnny Carson show? Wasn't it Ed McMahon that was like his sidekick
0: for a while? Yeah.
1: Weird, weird, wild stuff.
0: I don't remember that, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> another link for you to dig up. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We're gonna let you go. Uh, we are the MindVirus podcast, mindvirus.show. He's Jordan Bruno.
0: And across the table from me is uh, Bobby Flood. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good week.
1: Thank you, everybody.